Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. So today, uh, plans kind of changed because... Uh, I feel like me and John could talk, you know, like 30 minutes about this Jaguar situation. And I so we're going to move back the hotel management thing to tomorrow. And, of course, we're still going to have the AEW review, John's favorite wrestling show. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but anyways, let's start off first. Um, the Jaguars ended up firing four coaches today. Um, obviously, position coaches, not necessarily. They already have a new offense coordinator. So what do you think? Do you think this is a more Urban Meyer just taking over? You got to clean out everybody. You got a clean house here. Yeah, he's trying to just show this is my team. You know, I'm gonna do it my way. What was their record last year? One in fifteen. One in fifteen. Oof. Okay. And Doug Marone was the coach last year. Yeah. yeah, he's just trying to be a general. Uh, I personally think I don't know exactly who got fired. I don't know if we're talking about quarterback coach here, running back coach, right. receivers coach. Um, I know they need to fire the defense coordinator. That's who they fired, or defensive coaches in general, because they gave thirty points a game last year. So and maybe Urban cleaned house on the defensive side of the football, which is what you know they should have done. Um, so last thing I want to do before we get to the title of the episode of Trevor Lawrence. Um, Alberto Del Rio, who is alleged, allegedly beat up a woman named Paige, who's also a former wrestler, um, he's getting back into wrestling because he owns a wrestling company, and, or part owns it, but it, it's going to end up looking like that uh, technic- he did a whole interview on it. I'm not going to believe everything he says, but if it does come up in court, then you know, and it's proven true then it looks like Alberto might get let off here because they signed a agreement that uh, both of them were going to stay silent. So I don't exactly know how all that works. According to Alberto, they both signed an agreement worth like a million dollars that they would both be quiet about the situation. So I don't know if that takes away the million dollars and maybe you can maybe he goes to jail for it. I don't exactly know how that works. Uh, I know Alberto's a good wrestler, though, and, you know, I'm looking forward to his matches. I don't think he's a good person, but I can look forward to his matches. So, that's what I got to say about that. Now, the title of the podcast. Some of you probably read this as why I think Trevor Lawrence will be a bust, and that is not what I'm saying here. Uh, What I'm saying is everybody's making it out to be that Trevor Lawrence has a 0% chance to bust. He is going to be successful in Jacksonville. He has Urban Meyer. He's got the offense. He, he's going to be great. He's a generational talent. He can't miss. That's what, that's what people are saying. Well, I'm just going to tell you, there are about five can't-miss prospects every year, according to Mel Kuyper. And we have a list of some of them that are quarterbacks. I got a whole list of stuff about Trevor, which could lead him into being a bust. I'm not saying he is. I hope he's not. But these are all options that he could be a bust. So, John, you want to say anything before I go ahead? I read the list out to you before, so... Yeah, I think that your listeners will definitely want to hear this. Galt's really done a good job of research 
Um, I know it's, I don't know how anybody predicts anything. It's fun to discuss. It makes being a fan fun because how does anybody predict Tom Brady has the success he had? Look yeah. at his body and his throwing and just any and everything about him. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I feel like the expectations are almost unreachable yeah. in Trevor's case. Like they're a one in 15 team. And as you'll go on to say here in just a minute, quarterback play really wasn't the reason. So yeah. he got a pretty good guy who, if he stays healthy, has MVP-type numbers. I mean, yeah. um, I think he's just – he's a spectacular talent, but he was a system guy. It'll be interesting to see how Urban Meyer does in the NFL, how how Trevor reacts. He's never really lost. Middle school, high school, you know, college. So yeah. how do you – when you get your nose bloodied and things aren't going well and you look up there – you know, 41,000 people in the stands in Jacksonville instead of 85,000 in Death Valley. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's rooting for you. It's, it's going to be it's interesting. It's going to be different. Yeah, to say how do you handle that? Yeah. And I'd just like to point out before you get to the facts, I'm good. So, obviously, this, they'll tell you the can't-miss prospects or the, the ones that panned out. It'll go John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. Those are the three can't-miss prospects that panned out. But if you really want to dive deep into it, L.A. didn't win a Super Bowl until Thomas Davis got there and ran for over 2,000 yards and won Super Bowl MVP. He was 68. Yeah. yeah. He was old. Peyton Manning, this is going to be a little bit of contro- controversy here, but Peyton Manning had some of the greatest offenses of all time, won one Super Bowl in Indianapolis, and got carried the second one by the defense. Yeah. Manning... He had a similar career to Kurt Warner, and nobody's putting Kurt Warner in the top five NFL all time. Warner had an amazing offense throughout his career. Nobody's putting Warner in the top five. And even Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he had the highest expectations ever, and in 2016, the NFL players voted on the most overrated players. Can you guess where Andrew Luck fit on the top three most overrated players? Two. Behind Eli Manning and in front of Joe Flacco. So, all these three can't-miss prospects kind of, they didn't miss, but they weren't exactly at the level that we projected them to be. They didn't win four or five Super Bowls. Yeah, and Elway even forced his way out of the Colts situation anyway, so he didn't even go, the team that drafted him one didn't get him at one. So, let's get into some stuff about Trevor. My first point here is going to be, when you talk about best college quarterbacks of all time, Trevor Lawrence is definitely in this list. Three great years of college football. Um, so I put on my Snapchat, can you name your who you think is the best, greatest college quarterback of all time, not including the past two years? Because we want to take out Joe Burrow, whose career just started, so we really don't know how that's going to pan out, and Trevor Lawrence. Well, these are the answers I got. Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow, Jameis Winston, another Tim Tebow. Cam Newton slash Tim Tebow, Johnny Football, Tebow slash Manziel, Kellen Moore, Danny Werfel, Vince Young slash Pat White, Tim Tebow, and Johnny Manziel. John, what is similar to all these people we just named of great college quarterbacks? None of them did well in the NFL. The only one you could make a case for is Cam. Yeah. And Cam isn't a thrower of the football anyway, and his numbers have kind of declined over the past couple years. The great college quarterbacks typically don't pan out in the league. You see guys, I mean, even we want to look back at, because we made fun of Mel Kuyper earlier today, the class with Heath Schuller 
and Trent Dilfer. Schuler played at Tennessee, a great college quarterback. Trent Dilfer had a better career than him, and Dilfer played at a small school. That's right. So that's, that's going to be my first reason. The second reason, I personally don't care about this reason, but I know other people do. Because uh, when they talk about Zach Wilson, all they want to do is bring up, you know, 2019, 2018. So I'm going to do a little bit the same like they do. In 2019, Trevor Lawrence, in a seven-game stretch, threw nine touchdowns, five interceptions, and taking away passes with between four and a half yards in and not counting screen passes, he threw for 40% in a, street, in a stretch of seven games. That's not very good. In Jacksonville, you're not going to have a screen pass go for 30 yards and touchdown. It's not really what you're looking at in Jacksonville. Um, now let's get into some other reasons. Clemson runs a very college offense. You've seen a lot of guys perform well. We saw Trevor, uh, Kelly Bryant, Deshaun Watson, Taj Boyd, um, Chad Kelly even. Some of those guys haven't panned down the league, if we're being honest. Uh, Deshaun is the only one who's really hit. Uh, so, and a lot of things at Clemson are, you're, you're looking at one read and you're throwing. If it's not there, then you can take off and run. A lot like how Justin Fields can do. Justin Fields just takes one look. If it's not there, he can run. So that's one thing we're going to have to look at, Trevor. Is he going to be able to read a defense? Which you really don't have to do at Clemson. So, hey, we'll see We'll see what happens. They throw a number of screen passes. Screen pass goes for 50 yards. That's 50 yards from Trevor right there. So that's another thing. Um, uh, and by the way, I got all these from uh, pro scouting reports on Trevor, Chris Sims. I watched his podcast, and I got all the reasons about Trevor and why he has Zach Wilson over Trevor. So this is where I'm getting all my information. You guys can go check that out. Um According to Chris Sims, who watches all their game film, Trevor Lawrence misses a number of throws at Clemson that nobody cares about because it's Clemson. He misses a seven-yard out route. The next play is Travis Etienne goes for 25 yards. Seven-yard out route doesn't matter anymore. So I think that's definitely one. Um, He's not very consistent when it comes to throwing mechanics. He has a hitch in his motion. And I told John this earlier, the only quarterbacks with a hitch in their motion are Tim Tebow, Blake Bortles, and Akili Smith. That's not, not good a, company. That's not good company. Akili, you can blame the offensive line, and he was a, in a bad organization anyway. But nobody's really going to think like that except us, because we're pro player here. <laughs> we're pro player unless your name's Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, He's also kind of a backbender, and what that means, I, I obviously can't show you because you're listening to the podcast, but if you ever played baseball, stepping into the bucket. Trevor does that when he throws sometimes, and that can cause inaccurate throws. Now, obviously, all the stuff I just named is very fixable for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, but if he doesn't fix it, this is when it becomes a problem. And does Urban coach professional football like a college like Spurrier did. Yeah. If you, they're not fixing that at the college level. Yeah. You know, if you're bringing an NFL quarterbacks coach in who may be playing the league, he fixes it. So you're exactly like you said it's fixable if you're coached to it. If they're not yeah. trying to coach him to it, then they're not. And it's it. going to be interesting to see if Urban actually, if if he's 
coaching this like college. There's there's not a mismatch on the NFL field every play. Right. In college, one year one injury away from a five star Percy Harvin being on a two star walk on. Yeah. In the NFL, that's really not how that works. So yeah. Um. So the, that's that's kind of my last Trevor Lawrence issue. Now we're just getting to Jacksonville at issues. Quarterback wasn't the problem in Jacksonville last year. Gardner Minshew started in eight games, threw for 66.1 completion, 2,259 yards, 16 touchdowns, 5 interceptions in eight games. We doubled that up. That's over 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Is quarterback really the problem in Jacksonville? Because if I gave you in 16 games, 32 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, over 4,000 yards, or a rookie quarterback... If I'm just giving you blind stats, you're taking 4,000 yards here. So, quarterback definitely wasn't the problem in Jacksonville, which could set up nicely for Trevor, I guess you could say. But that is he really going to be better than Gardner Minshew? We don't even know that when it comes to the NFL level. Minshew was throwing the ball 60 times in a leash offense anyway, and he has to go through multiple reads in the Mike Leach offense. So, I think Minshew is a little bit more... IQ prepared to step in the NFL game. Um, the Jacksonville defense also gave up 30 points a game, um, which is a big reason why they went 1-15. It's not You're not going to win many games when you're going into shootouts, which the Atlanta Falcons proved as well this season. Um, and their picks didn't help the problems. Their first two first-round picks, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Quarterback wasn't the problem. We just went through that. Travis Etienne, running back. They had a back who rushed over 1,000 yards. That's, that's an Urban Meyer college football way of thinking. He said, Travis Etienne's a good third down guy. You're taking a good third down guy in the first round? Yeah. I don't think that makes sense, but, you know, it's whatever. Tyson Campbell uh, was their second-round pick. Good DB out of Georgia. I don't know. Do you think he'll be a day-one starter? Maybe? I don't know. Um I, I will say Tennessee torched him, I feel like. A couple teams went deep on him. He, the NFL, he's going to face elite talent week in, week out, and that was his weakness at Georgia. Um, usually they were getting such good pressure, you know, his yeah. skills shine. But one-on-one, and I don't know. I, I would say the only re- way he's a, a day-one starter, their, their talent level. When they got rid of Jalen Ramsey and Calias Campbell and some of yeah. those, when they were really good on D, um, it's like they just sold out on D. So he might get to play just by attrition. And yeah. Talent. Uh, they they took an offensive tackle, uh, Walker Little. Good pick considering Minshew got sacked 27 times in his eight starts. Um, Andre Sisco, a safety. Jay Tuflay, defensive tackle. Jordan Smith, defensive end. Luke Farrell, tight end. Jalen Camp, wide receiver. These lower defensive picks, I wouldn't say really help you because they're not going to be day one starters either. At least I don't think maybe they can be. Maybe they prove us wrong in the preseason. Great free agent acquisitions either. Yeah, so maybe they can get Richard Sherman. (laughs) My man Sherman. He's 106, but he can still cover. (laughs) That is true. Richard can still cover at 106 years old, especially if you put a starry wide receiver like Crabtree on. (laughs) I don't even think Crabtree is still in the league, but ah. I don't know, man. Jacksonville, Urban Meyer, he's an unproven coach when it comes to NFL standards. Everybody thinks Urban Meyer can run an NFL team, 
you know, every everybody and their mom thinks, hey, Ur- Urban's one of those serious guys who can run an NFL team. He's not like the Spurriers. We'll see. I don't know. I know he's an offensive guru who every time the situation got tough had a heart issue. Yeah, every every time Tebow graduates, <laughs> all, all my other guys get arrested, I all of a sudden my hangnail is too painful to walk. I'll go I'll go do some showtime. You got Rodney Red at corner for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like your talent level is not good on <laughs> So offensive guru, all that. If you can't stop people in that league, like you said, the quarterback play was decent. I mean, they also got rid of the back uh Big LSU kid, Fournette. Yeah, they got rid of him yeah, last year. Tampa, so I mean, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting... Um, it's going to be interesting. And ride. to add on to this, Urban Meyer said in an interview that he doesn't like throwing his rookie quarterback in, into the... Right. Into the fire. So are you telling me you took a guy at one and then you're still going to start Minshew over him? Right. He's going to feel <laughs> fresher like crazy. Like... <laughs> I don't understand this. If I I get that Trevor can probably run his offense better, but why would you not make a trade? Why would you not trade Minshew or something? Yeah. They they need to be hitting the market for some defensive help too. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I get it because I don't think I don't like starting rookie quarterbacks either. I remember if if we go back, what was the Baker draft class? That was two thousand sixteen. Yeah. I remember saying, now I, I will happily live this up, li- or live this down, whatever you want to call it. I definitely thought in my mind, Ty- they just signed Tyrod Taylor, who led the Bills to the playoffs. They didn't need a quarterback. Yeah. That was my opinion on the Browns. They didn't need a quarterback. Tyrod just took the Bills to the playoffs, who were a mediocre team, and would have won another game if they didn't start Nathan Peterman, who threw five interceptions in the game. But they take Baker over Saquon. Obviously, it's worked out for Cleveland. But I do think you'd take away Hugh Jackson, and I think they win some games with Tyrod, that quarterback, and Saquon at running back. Obviously, it's been fixed now because they got Chubb, they got Kareem Hunt. So, obviously, running back's not a problem. But I think that's a big issue in the NFL where you take a guy, and then two years later, you're like, hey, well, I think it's time to get rid of him, and we need a quarterback again. I don't think you need to consistently take a quarterback. Like, Jacksonville was on the clock at yeah. one, and the hype around Trevor Lawrence forced them to take Lawrence at one. Yeah. If you really look at it, quarterback wasn't a problem in Jacksonville. You didn't need a quarterback, in my opinion. Now, obviously, Lawrence could go on and be a superstar, and, you know, hey, it's a great pick, but... Well, I mean, you got to give Urban Meyer in the, in the front office a lot of credit there, there. They're proving they want to win. Taking ETN in the first round, signing Tebow at tight end. I mean, clearly these guys are for real. Like, they are for real contenders. Like, give me a break, man. You could have had ETN probably late second round. He would still been sitting there. You, you, you know could have I mean? taken him in the first pick of the second round instead yeah. of Tyson Campbell. Yeah. Nobody else was going to do that. So, um, And I love Travis ETN. He's a great kid. But you just, yeah, it's a no-no. So, I don't know how serious, like, my God, do something on defense to get the fan base excited. They got Tim Tebow. <laughs> they might like me to Mike Linebacker, you know. Mike 53! 
No, he's wearing 13. I mean, like, I, like Tim's my age. Like, come on. Timmy. Timmy. Hey, right? the dream's still alive. The time to take Tebow, I've always said, was, is, was back when he came out. He was a hometown Jacksonville kid. He grew up in a farm just outside of Jacksonville. He would have put meat and seeds. You know what I mean? That was the time to do it. Not well, Denver. You know? Denver had to screw everything up. And Josh McDaniels yeah. said, we're taking it 22. Exactly. <laughs> now Josh is back holding the clipboard. <laughs> Belichick. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I... No, I, when Denver traded him, they actually asked him. He had, he had two options of where he wanted to go, New York or Jacksonville. And the dude chose New York with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. I know, I know. <laughs> Instead of going to Jacksonville where you're a hometown hero, yeah. you said, let's go with the Big Apple. Yeah, they would have kept you around just for putting meat in the seat. <laughs> I don't know, man. The NFL draft was crazy. I still think Mike Mayock's the worst general manager in football. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my chance at a job in the NFL. Yeah, he's, he is struck out, struck out, struck out. Yeah. Hey, Cleveland Farrell four, baby. Uh, then you know the the whole Antonio Brown trade didn't work out either. And then the whole they traded for uh, the Patriots guard or whatever. He played like two games. They traded him back to the Patriots, <laughs> and they got like a seventh round pick out of it. Yeah, he hasn't hit on a trade. He's hit on, like, a one draft pick out of, you know, however many he's had. Ah, I, don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. Uh, who do you think will get fired first, him or John Gruden? Probably Gruden, which is sad, because I think Gruden can still coach, but you got to have a team, you know what I mean? So yeah. They are not making good picks. I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely not. And, you know, there were a couple teams in the draft, which I've talked about, but I think they need offensive line help. Like, the Bengals, they take a wide receiver. Joe Joe Burrow's running for his life. He ran for his life. He got hit hard a lot. Like, if he has another year or two of that, his career will be affected. Ryan Leaf. Akili Smith, David Carr. Yeah. You get your brains beat in, it changes you. Yeah. Dude, I forgot the stat sheet. I forgot to read the stat sheet. Okay, so can we turn on a lamp or something so I can yeah. see? All right. Uh, talk about something real quick while I go turn on this lamp. I'm just really excited for Timothy. I am Christ-like Tebow uh, being down in Jacksonville. I'm excited, man. I hope he makes a roster. I'm hoping to see him go He's out. not making the team. A little cross route and get his <laughs> neck knocked off. A la Kentucky when he was in college. <laughs> Remember that time he said we we're never losing to Ole Miss yeah. again. Yeah, that is egg scrambling against Kentucky. Uh, even though that was the last time he played. Ole I Miss. just want I just want to give a little shout out to all of our dog brand listeners that Tim Tebow is the leading rusher in the SEC, leading what touchdown rusher? Touchdowns, his most touchdowns in SEC history. Yeah, very good stuff there. Um, we have my sister here. Yay. Uh, it's also my birthday, so thank you for all the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. But anyways, let's get back to Trevor. Let's get back to my man T-Law. Um, Jesus, you're going to make a bunch of noise now, too? Thanks, sis. Yep. Uh, so my man Trevor, he threw... So I got... Do you want me to read the best year and career stats or just best year stats? What do you think? Read it all. 
All right, so I got Trevor Lawrence. He was a three-year starter. Lawrence was a three-year starter out of the three years he could have played. Um, his best year, I would say, was 2019. 65.8% completion. 3,665 yards. 36 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. 268 out of 407. So, what I'm reading to you now are the can't-miss prospects who did miss, and the NFL wants to ignore it. Uh, so, Jamarcus Russell. Uh, so, John, correct me if I'm wrong here, but did Mel Kuyper not make it out to see that Jamarcus oh. Russell was can't-miss? Yes, can't-miss. Big, strong, fast. This kid's arm talent is the best I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's better than Tim Tebow. Okay, so Jamarcus started two years out of three, but I will give him this on the third year. It was freshman year. It was a quarterback battle, and he ended up winning the quarterback battle late in the year. So I really don't know how to count that. I'd say two years started, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his best year was 2006, 67.8 completion. 3,129 yards, 28, Focus. 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Why do I feel like Bill O'Reilly on Fox? Oh, God. Oh, God. This is going to be the best podcast ever. Bill O'Reilly said, Evan, we'll do it live. Uh, hey, Mom, what's up? You want to say anything about Trevor Lawrence? What about Tim Tebow? Tebow is the tight end now. You got anything about the I love Mom, Jesus to Tebow? Mom? <laughs> Nothing. Can you please get her in the bed so I can talk without being interrupted? Yes, you Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> please don't cry on the podcast. You're going to make me seem like we're abusing a child here. <laughs> uh,. We don't abuse childs, by the way. Childs, we don't abuse childs. Hey, well, why don't you watch it there, Mom? I got abused. <laughs> um, anyways, Jamarcus, his best year, 2006. 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 232 out of 342. His completion percentage was actually better than Trevor's best year, somehow. He had the same amount of interceptions, threw the ball last stuff. So, now let's move on to the next can't-miss prospect back in the day. My boy, David Carr. <laughs> was he a... John, you grew up. Was he a can't-miss prospect? Yeah, yeah, no on the billboard in New York. Yeah, he was it. Uh, he started two years... Uh, he started two years out of the three he was eligible. To start 2001, 64.5 completion. Just a tad below Trevor. 4,839 yards. 46 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and he threw the ball 533 times. He only has one more interception than Trevor, and he threw the ball almost 100, 100 plus more times. Very good. Ryan Leafy. Was Ryan Leafy a can't-miss prospect along with my boy Peyton? Yes, sir. Uh, and I have John here just to back up everything I'm saying of these can't-miss prospects that ultimately did miss. Um, Ryan Leaf, you can blame it on, you know, just the fact that his team sucked. But, you know, hey, he's still considered a bust in most people's opinion. 
55.4% completion. Uh, I don't in college. I don't know how you throw below sixty as like a star quarterback. Um, I, even Tebow threw for a sixty-five percent. I don't know Ryan. I don't know what Ryan Leaf was on at Washington State or whatever. Three almost four thousand yards, thirty-four touchdowns, eleven picks, two hundred twenty-seven out of four hundred ten in his nineteen ninety-seven year. Pretty good, I'd say. Now, let's move on to Tim Couch in 1998. Was Tim Couch can't miss. Uh, He was a two-year starter out of the three years that he could have started. 72.3 completion, 4,275 yards, 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 400 out of 553 passes. I just also mentioned that Tim Couch is a freshman. They want him to run the triple option. So, great coaching there right there, you know. Um, now let's move on to Todd Maranovich, the man who was bred to play football. That's all he knows. He's never had a hamburger in his life. Uh, I, I wouldn't say Maranovich was, I don't think he was college good, but I think he was only can't miss because of the background that he was raised in. So I'm not saying Maranovich should have been can't miss, but ultimately that's how people viewed him back in the day. His best year is 1989, 62.2 completion. 2,578 yards, 16 TDs, 13 picks, 219 out of 352. And it didn't didn't get better the next year, I can tell you that. And 1989 was actually his first season starting. It's not like his next year was better. (laughs) Now, Matt Leiner, I wouldn't say, would you say Leiner was can't miss? I wouldn't say he was can't miss. miss. But he was a very good college player who I can relate to. He had more hype coming out than Tom Brady ever had. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I think this is the most comparable person coming out of college yeah. to Trevor. So he was a three-year starter out of three years, just like Trevor. 65.3 completion, very similar to Trevor, 65.8. 3,322 yards. 33 touchdowns, three below Trevor's. Six interceptions, two below Trevor's. And he threw the ball 412 times. He Trevor threw the ball 407 times. That's very similar stat lines. Now, what is similar about all these people, John? They were all can't miss and missed. Bust badly. Well, besides Matt Liner, we can take Matt Liner out. But the rest of them were can't miss, but yeah, miss. For sure. So that is my whole reasoning on why I do think Trevor could be a bust. Now, once again, if you read the title as me saying, Trevor Lawrence will be a bust, Absolutely like how Mel Kuyper did with the Colts that one year when he said, that's why they're picking at two every year. Uh, I'm not saying that. Trevor has all the potential in the world to be an amazing pro football player. And all the stuff I mentioned, he can definitely fix with mechanics and that stuff. So thank you for listening to the 3 Ball Podcast. You want to add anything before we get out? We wish Trevor the best. Yes, we do. Also, my boy Zach Wilson, best quarterback in the draft. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Peace out.